Welcome to the podcast of the Center for Asian American Christianity at Princeton Theological Seminary, a space for ongoing dialogue among Asian American scholars, ministry leaders, and activists. Good morning, everyone. I'm excited to be with you. We have over 300 registrants, including pastors, lay leaders, campus ministers, scholars, students, community organizers, activists, and social workers. Welcome to our 2022 virtual conference titled Hope from Ashes, Legacies and Lessons from the Los Angeles Riots. My name is Dr. David Chow. I am the director of the Center for Asian American Christianity at Princeton Theological Seminary, where I did my THM and PhD. The Center for Asian American Christianity is a thought leader in the areas of Asian American theology and ministry, we curate a forward-thinking conversation about the issues confronting Asian American churches today. My co-organizer is the Reverend Dr. David Lattimore, who is director of the Betsy Stockton Center for Black Church Studies at Princeton Theological Seminary. Dr. Lattimore has served as pastor at four congregations, the 15th Avenue Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee, Mount Zion Baptist Church in Joliet, Illinois, Mount Carmel Baptist Church in Gainesville, Florida, and Southern Union Baptist Church in St. Louis, Missouri. He has a D-min from McCormick Theological Seminary and a PhD from the University of Chicago. It has been a joy to work with Dr. Lattimore in planning and organizing this conference. The mission of Princeton Theological Seminary is to prepare women and men to serve Jesus Christ in ministries marked by faith, integrity, scholarship, competence, compassion, and joy, equipping them for leadership worldwide in congregations and the larger church, in classrooms and the academy, and in the public arena. Both of our centers, through programming and events such as this one, aim to fulfill this broader mission of the seminary through centering the faith, practice, and experience of Asian Americans and African Americans. Again, welcome to our two-day virtual conference on the LA riots. In the spring of 1992, I was in college getting ready for finals when I heard my Korean American friends on campus say that stuff was happening in Los Angeles. Korean Americans later refer to this event as sa i gu. As I pronounce sa i gu, I do so with apologies to my spouse who is Korean American. I am told that I butcher the pronunciation as a Chinese American. Sa Igu stands for four, two, nine, or April 29, the start of the LA riots in 1992. Some earlier context is needed here. What follows is taken from Nancy Abelman and John Lee's book titled Blue Dreams, Korean Americans and the LA Riots. On March 3rd, 1991, Rodney King, a 25-year-old African-American living in Altadena, California, was speeding down a highway in the San Fernando Valley when he was stopped, shot by a stun gun, and repeatedly kicked and beaten by four white LAPD officers. This was all videotaped by a nearby resident and then shown repeatedly on US News confirming suspicions of police brutality and racism, or shattering myths of police civility and fairness. Fast forward a year later. On April 29, 1992, 
12 mostly white Simi Valley jurors acquitted all four LAPD officers. Across the US, angry demonstrations, civil disobedience, rioting and looting took place. Nowhere was the violence and protest more pronounced than in Los Angeles. After three days of what came to be known as the LA riots, 64 were dead, 2,400 people were injured, and between 800 million and $1 billion in damages were accrued. It was the worst urban upheaval since the 1965 Watts riots. This conference does not intend to simply provide a retrospective on the LA riots. Rather, this conference seeks to situate the LA riots as a conversation starter, an entry point for understanding the stubborn fault lines and persistence of social, racial, and economic injustices that continue to plague African-American and Asian-American communities. This conference, to borrow from Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, proposes to avoid, quote, the danger of a single story, end quote, by offering additional stories, stories that are not often centered, but matter to the people and communities most affected by the LA riots, as well as contemporary moments of social, movements of social protest. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is an award-winning Nigerian writer who gave a 2009 TED talk titled, The Danger of a, of a Single Story. Chimamanda comes from a traditional middle-class Nigerian family who had, as was the norm, live-in domestic help from a nearby rural village. One of the stories she tells is the arrival of a new houseboy who her mother called poor. The boy's poverty was the single story Chimamanda saw him through. It also made Chimamanda incapable of imagining this poor family's ability to produce something exquisite, such as a beautiful basket made of dyed raffia, a natural fiber from palm trees. Chimamanda also recounts her arrival as a student at a US university. Because Chimamanda was from Africa, her roommate commented how well Chimamanda spoke English, wanted to listen to Chimamanda's tribal music, and assumed that Chimamanda did not know how to use a stove. This roommate's default expectation of Chimamanda as an African was a patronizing, well-meaning pity. Chimamanda's roommate had a single story of Africa in which there was no possibility of Africans being similar to her in any way and no possibility of connection as human equals. The danger of a single story is that it shows a people as one thing and one thing only to the point that that is what they become. The danger of a single story plagues many engagements with the LA riots. For example, the single story of black versus Korean conflict. Also, again, drawing from Abelman and Lee, some saw a simmering and seething inter-ethnic conflict between African-Americans and Korean-Americans as one of the significant stories behind the riot. They noted that the ferocity of African-American anger against the Rodney King verdict could be understood only in the context of an earlier light sentence against Sunja Du. Du, a Korean American grocer, shot and murdered Latasha Harlins, a 15 year old African American attempting to purchase a $1.79 bottle of orange juice. 
In the single story of Black versus Korean conflict, it is hard to imagine a world where African Americans and Korean Americans share an experience of domination and exploitation that could create relationships of solidarity. The single stories of Asian Americans as perpetual foreigner and model minority. The perpetual foreigner is a racial stereotype that all Asian Americans, based on appearance, are foreign, even when they are naturalized or native-born citizens. In personal interactions, this stereotype can take innocuous form with comments such as, you speak English very well, or with questions such as, where are you from? It can take on a more aggressive character through comments such as, go back to China, even when the Asian American's personal history extends multiple generations in the US. The way racial stereotypes work is to present a single story about a whole group of people as if it were true for all people of that racial category. I remember once meeting an academic mentor who commented in our very first meeting how well I spoke English. I found this an odd comment because I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and always spoke English. In the single story of the perpetual foreigner, it did not seem possible that I was just as American as anyone else. The model minority stereotype lumps all Asian Americans as a group that is naturally good at math and science, that is wealthy, that is hardworking and self-reliant while pursuing and achieving the American gene dream, that is docile and submissive, obedient and uncomplaining, and thus not in need of assistance. The racial stereotype is typically explained in cultural terms, where Asian culture creates these traits. Further and most perniciously, the model minority as coined by William Peterson in a 1966 New York Times article titled Success Story, Japanese American Style, was explicitly designed as an anti-Black argument pitting the good Asian minority against the bad Black minority. In the single story of the Asian American model minority, it is not possible to imagine that Korean store owners suffer as both exploiters and victims of racial capitalism. At this conference, we will have conversations about the manner in which the model minority applies and does not apply to Asian Americans. There are multiple narratives and strands of analysis that take patience and care to sift through. It is our aim in this conference to create that space for hard conversations and to allow the voices of the silenced to emerge. A hope of this conference is that religious faith, specifically Christian faith, can be a unifying force in the, in the face of a racialization that pits minorities against one another. What might, what might a shared Christian confession do to create conditions for mutual understanding, lament, and relationship? This conference is also structured to maximize engagement and relationship across racial lines. This is reflected in our cross-racial selection of speakers in our Saturday morning panel discussion. It is also reflected in the four one-hour virtual small groups and watch parties hosting this conference. I now want to give a shout out to the watch parties happening across the U.S. In Los Angeles with the Black and API Solidarity Group led by Minister Diana, Diane Ujia, Tim Cornegay and Billy Tang, and hosted by pastors James Cho of Grace Mission University and Charles Cho with Tapestry LA, 
as well as Oya Sherrills at the Reverence Project Mafundi Institute in Watts. I also want to give, out, give a shout out to the watch party hosted by the Reverend Dr. A.B. Sutton's church in Alabama called the Living Stones Temple, and also in Englewood, New Jersey at Metro Community Church with pastors Sunita Ponton and Peter Ahn. It is now my privilege and honor to invite the president of Princeton Theological Seminary to the virtual stage to offer words of welcome. Please welcome President Craig Barnes. Thank you, David. I want to welcome all of you to this important conference, which will in fact be searching for hope from ashes. And I especially want to thank Drs. David Chow and David Lattimore for their leadership and coordination of your time together. We obviously wish we were greeting you all on campus, but over the last couple of years, we've all learned how to continue the important work of serving the coming reign of Christ, even online. And for a lot longer than a couple of years, the Holy Spirit has been holding Christians together, even when we are not physically present. Princeton Theological Seminary is very committed to the work of the Center for Asian American Christianity and the Betsy Stockton Center for Black Church Studies. Since David and David began their work last year as the full-time directors of these centers, they've sought to address not only the concerns unique to their own center's missions, but also to weave Asian Americans and African Americans together in a common mission for peace and justice. And that is part of what this conference is about, as it seeks to contribute healing to the enduring wounds from the LA riots 30 years ago, and also to strengthen Christ's vision for a future filled with hope. My hope is that in listening to the thoughtful presentations of the speakers and each other, you will also hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Thank you and God bless you in these deliberations. Just a brief overview of today's game plan. Our first session at 1130 coming up very soon is with Dr. Joseph Tucker Edmonds with his presentation titled, I'm going, going back to Cali Pilgrimage, protest, and the politics of black joy in the aftermath of the LA riots. At 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Dr. Jane Hong will give a presentation titled, When and Where We Enter, Reframing How We Talk About 1992. We will then have a break as well as virtual small group discussions, and Dr. Matthew Johnson will, will walk us through that. At 3 p.m., Reverend Jimmy Hawkins will give a presentation titled, from Fort Mose to Los Angeles to Minneapolis, insurrection, protest, and resurrection. At 4 p.m., Dr. Russell Jung will give a presentation titled The Educational Squid Game. And then again, at five, we will have a break and then a closing and our second virtual small group and watch party discussions. In each of these hour long time slots, our presenter will speak for 40 minutes and we will have up to 20 minutes for Q&A with the speaker. I wanna give a special thanks to our sponsors, 
to the Presbyterian Mission Agency of the Presbyterian Church USA, along with Westminster John Knox Press for their generous financial sponsorship. Without their sponsorship, along with the financial support from Princeton Theological Seminary, the American Home Baptist Mission Agency, Grace Mission University, and Whipfinstock Publishers, this conference would not be possible. Let me now open our conference with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this virtual space to gather, to learn, and to discuss. We thank you that by a common faith, we belong to the body of Christ. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this virtual space and ask that you inspire us to pursue Jesus Christ with greater faith, hope, and love. We also ask for the fruit of the Spirit in patience, kindness, and generosity as we relate to one another and, and participate in these virtual small group discussions and watch parties. We ask that you make, we ask that you help us make new friendships and relationships. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We here at the Center for Asian American Christianity at Princeton Theological Seminary invite you to join in the ongoing dialogue on Asian American faith, identity, social engagement, and ministry through our newsletter, blog, and upcoming conferences at ltiaa.com.